What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. The final NASCAR DFS podcast before NASCAR's break, and we transition to far better broadcasting with NBC in a couple weeks. I'm Dan Malin, joined by the three-time FSWA NASCAR writer of the year, Matt Sells, and we have Ed Rouse on the podcast tonight. Gentlemen, how we doing? I'm doing pretty well, you know, hopefully. Now, I will say Fox's coverage at Gateway was better. I will I will start out with that. It was better. Um, still had some hiccups. But I wouldn't be 100% sold on NBC considering the fact that they're going to stick half the races on, like, USA Network. So just be prepared to have to watch stuff on USA. Just giving, Just putting that out there. It's the same race, just on USA. Come on now. This I mean, it it's is. There is but... FS1. It's the same. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but when's the last anything, time you put... When's more the last have... time you watched something on USA Network? I mean, WWE. when they do like... Yeah, you know? You got WWE, you got Psych, all... Suits, yeah, Monk. Suits. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're rolling in the 2009 sitcoms there, I guess, right? Oh, 2009. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Gateway. Sorry, uh, first, pandemic was long, man. The pandemic inaugural was long. <laughs> uh, Gateway race in the books. Uh, wasn't a great race for me, I'm not going to lie. I only played 12 lineups in the Chrome Horn. I'm on one of like the coldest streaks ever for NASCAR. I played 12 lineups. I had one min cash because I had Chase Briscoe in about four lineups. I had Cole Custer in two lineups, so that automatically eliminated half my lineups. And then everything else, just poor builds on my part. But Ed almost had a pretty nice little takedown. I did. I stacked the Penske drivers. That's uh, my – it worked out pretty nicely for me. Not going to lie. And I had Amarola, which was pretty good as well. And – Short flat tracks, people. Yeah, Short you know, I was, I, was real, I was really close to taking home the DK 100,000 at the end. And, you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish in NASCAR. We all know that. So I ended up with like a couple hundred, hundred bucks again. But, you know, it was uh, good enough for me. I'll take it. If Blaney would have won and Austin Cedric would have had like a couple more places up, I may have taken it. But cl- close enough. But, hey, I got money for this week. So let's go. Yeah, I I was about even. But speaking of WWE, there was some, what? like, tag team action going on on the track there between Ross Chastain pissed everybody off and two people decided to get him back with Chase Elliott. Oh, and we're going to talk about that? that? Okay. Match. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do want to preface this with I'm not entirely sure what Chase's problem was because from the replays, it did not look like Chastain got into him until – Chase actually slid sideways into Chastain because Chase Elliott was a moron and went three wide in a turn that you're not like you can't go three wide so I don't know I mean I know that Chastain owned up to it and said we're good but the fact that NASCAR had to tell Denny like three times hey man you've made your point wasn't wasn't a great look and then he came back out and said oh we're 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 not done proving points yet. And I'm like, they really? should have taken his car off the track. He was going to finish where he was no matter what, right? Yeah, he was like and 11 there. laps down. Yeah. And there was one lap where he was blocking him so much that Chastain may not even have made speed to even yeah, he finish was the race. close to not making minimum speed, which would have got him, which would have gotten Chastain sent home. I mean, come on. Taken off the track. At least Elliott did his due one lap and he was done. Hamlin kept it a thing for literally half the race. Like, come on. He should have been yeah. taken off. And, I and was, then he and, and put a hit on him, too, right? He said, oh, it's going to come. The, yeah, when you least like, expect it, which... Haven't you already done enough, it's Hamlin? Happen. It's going to happen in the <laughs> like, playoffs. Like, did, um, now, props to Justin Marks, his car owner, for retweeting it, saying, can't wait, although you missed the Bart Scott uh, gif chance there. But I was listening to Door Bumper Clear earlier in the week, and they were talking about, now, if nobody's listened to it, it's a Dale Jr., like, Dirty Mo Media pod, and it's hosted by three spotters, um, so they have a different view on how stuff happens on the track or whatever. But one of them was making the point that not only did I have to watch my car, and you couldn't see, like, half the track from the spotter stand at Gateway, but I also had to keep tabs on where Denny and Chastain were because we didn't want to get caught up in that in that nonsense so like it was very distracting for the spotters because they couldn't tell how to avoid <laughs> denny playing chicken 
Like, if I was Chastain, I would have seriously just ran his ass off the track and be like, you're screwing my day up. Get out of my way. Adios. And he could have, too. He could have easily, but he did not. So that shows a lot there. Well, I guess it's a good time to just turn our attention to another road course race. One track that is beautiful in the springtime when it's nice and lush and green. And for whatever reason, NASCAR decides to run it in June when the grass is burnt. But we are welcome to to California. (laughs) We're uh, (laughs) going to Sonoma for some road course racing. Uh, Road course, you know, obviously the DFS strategy, it's one of those things that you just have to recalibrate yourself for. you don't necessarily need to target the dominators because there's so much few, so many fewer laps. This is definitely just get the guys in your lineup that can offer some PD, but also finish in the top. You know, get six drivers that can all finish in the top ten. Make sure like four of them are in the top five, and you get the winner. Um, oh yeah, because it's find- so easy getting a, a getting a eighty percent of the top five. <laughs> in your lineup, hey, I, can tr- happen. I, tr- I tried last week. I was close. <laughs> um, all right, Matt. There are some changes this year for uh, Sonoma. I'll let you take that away because we're losing the carousel. Aren't yes, we? we are. They deemed it not to be great racing, which I would concur with. I was talking to Dan before the pod saying, "I like it when they have to like full send it into the ninety degree turn." to head down, I guess, what would be considered the back straight or whatever. Um, I like that as opposed to you kind of just lay off the brake and coast into the carousel section and then go up the drag strip. Like, that was no, that wasn't very fun at all. So we are back to the classic Sonoma, I guess you would call it. Um, and I will echo Dan's sentiments that they should run this as part of the West Coast Swing. They they There's legitimately zero reason why they can't go like Vegas, Phoenix, Sonoma, Auto Club, or some some order of those four, get all four done when it's all nice and pretty at Sonoma, and then head back and do like Atlanta or Darlington or or whatever. Would that be logistically too challenging for the teams though? Because if you do Auto Club in Vegas, you can run probably the same car. Then you have to run a different car for Phoenix. Would you run the same car at Phoenix and then Sonoma? I mean, you're shifting like. The argument for Phoenix and New Hampshire and Martinsville and Gateway and Nashville, for that matter, has been that they're so short and you're shifting up and down into the turns that it's like a road course, right? But I I don't know. To me, you're already out there for three weeks. And you sent them out there for the clash two weeks before that. So why not just have NASCAR move west for like the first five weeks and then head back east? I don't know. Um, I know this is the traditional spot. It's June. It counts as like the handoff between Fox and NBC. But I would prefer to have it when it's not looking like we're running through the damn desert or a hayfield. Um, just, Just my opinion. All right. Well, what's the schedule looking like? I mean, Rouse lives in that area, so do you have like? It, it's it's getting hot. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> that way. I do live in in Central Valley, California, and I'm very close. Two hour drive up to, to Sonoma, and it's getting hot. And it'd be a lot more prettier like a month before. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. All right. So Xfinity is off this week. Uh, it's Probably good because I think they're still drying stuff out from Portland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dumpster fire. And like, I hope that they go back to Portland next year, give it another shot, but run it as, as in August. Earlier. Run it in July <laughs> or August when it's not raining yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing we were hoping for for Coda, right? After last year when it was an action, when it was a flipping downpour in Austin, Texas, and we nearly killed off Martin Truex. And who the hell did he hit? Cole Custer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and Custer was asking if he should get out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will. I will agree that Portland, uh, Portland International Raceway is a very good track. I hope they go back to it. Um, It was very entertaining watching uh, Almendinger drive off the track like six times and then still win the race. Um, That was that was pretty nuts. It was kind of like a Kyle Larson Coke six hundred moment where the first half of the race was so horrendous it wasn't even funny and then somehow finds himself winning 
winning the race before then, by the way, getting, did he get a top 10 at Gateway or come, he, he was in the top 10 there for a little bit at Gateway. I don't remember if he finished inside the top 10 or just outside of it. I can't remember. Um, but that's a hell of a weekend for, for the dinger. Oh yeah. The dinger, by the way, DraftKings, come on. For like half the race, he had like zero points. So I'm going, what the hell's going on here? And all of a sudden it's like, boom, I jumped yeah. up so many spots. <laughs> the dinger, baby. Yeah, they they forgot to uh, weren't people didn't they have an issue with locking too? They didn't lock like yeah when the race so actually the ex- started. So for the, the Xfinity, Xfinity race, uh, the race started before the slate locked, and DraftKings tracked any lineups that were altered after the race started, but before lock, and so they canceled those lineups, gave them a zero score, but they refunded them, so they didn't like they didn't lose any money, but they didn't win any money either, so. Yeah, I'll I saw a lot real. of people jumping ship from from Dinger before it because he let's, had already driven off the track twice, and so people yeah. took him out of the lineup, and then he wound up winning, and they were like, "Oh no, I just cost myself a boatload of money." It's this car. The first stage doesn't matter, man, at all, at all. Yeah. All right. Say. Let's uh, finally turn our attention to Sonoma. Break it out from a DFS perspective. Matt, what's the schedule looking like for you this weekend? For me, it's just going to be trucks. It's pretty basic. Uh, they get practice on Friday. I'll have the playbook up Saturday morning, or at least, and then I think qualifying is sun Saturday early afternoon. In which case, I'll provide updates to the playbook, uh, kind of like what I've done previously for trucks. Yeah, I actually had the weekend schedule up, and then I shifted off of it. So if you give me a second, I'll get it back there. Yeah, it's um, yeah, qualifying is at 1 p.m. Eastern for trucks on Saturday, but TV coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. So they are going to tape delay truck qualifying. So you're going to have to pay attention to Twitter and Bob Pockers there. If you want uh, real-time updates, I guess. Why they're delaying it, I don't know. Probably because there's Saturday baseball on Fox. I don't know. Um, But for the Cup Series, I will have the track breakdown out on Thursday, probably Thursday afternoon. Um, Then we will have, uh, I guess, betting will be out Friday at some point over on PicksWise. You're going to want to check that out. I hit Joey Logano at plus 1,000 last week in that piece. Um, also, I think I hit a prop, too. If I'm not mistaken. Um, then, addition to the betting schedule, by the way, not only is there an F1 race this weekend, which we'll bring up shortly, um, but I'm now also doing IndyCar bets, too, for PicksWise. So, I will have that out on Friday. Because uh, there's a race this weekend, and then they're off for like two weeks, and then there'll be another race, and then they're off for two weeks, and then there'll be another race. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I will have, let's see, the playbook will be out on Saturday. Um, probably pretty late, though, because practice is at 4.30 p.m. Eastern for the Cup Series, and qualifying is 5.30 p.m. Eastern for the Cup Series. So, um We'll wait till qualifying to double check that I have all of the uh, reads and whatever correct. And then, you know, your normal Sunday stuff with, with price picks and underdog and example lineups and projections will be out probably Saturday evening as well. So that's the general lay of the land this week. And F1, it's a very early weekend for F1. Uh, 7 a.m. practices, East Coast time, Friday and Saturday mornings, and then practice the second practice or qualifying is at 10 a.m. Eastern those days, and the race is at 7 a.m. Eastern Sunday morning. So we will have stuff out Poor early Ed. Saturday. <laughs> what? Poor Ed. It's a 4 a.m. Yeah. race for him. <laughs> I'll be asleep, don't worry. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> if it was an EPO match, though, he'd be up for that. If it was Liverpool, yes, but no, it's uh, F1. I'll put my, my lineups in tonight. Before I will thoughts and prayers for them, and then when I wake up in the morning and I will look at them and go, oh, I lost again. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's how it, that goes. All right, Matt. Kyle Larson, ten thousand six hundred, most expensive driver on the slate. Is this deserved? 
I mean, it's a road course, right? And we've seen what he did last year at road courses. He knocked off his teammate Chase Elliott a couple of different times on road courses, including at Sonoma. Um, but that being said, who the hell was shocked that Kyle Larson couldn't figure out how to pass anybody for the first half of that race last weekend? Uh, that was that was a little bit disconcerting if you're uh, Kyle Larson fan there that. Or the Hendrick crew. I mean, the whole Hendrick squad could not figure out how to pass people. So, look, if he's starting up close to the front, fine. He'll lead a bunch of laps. He'll stay there. It'll be fine. If he's starting back in the pack, I do have concerns if he can pass people, even though it's, like, his forte, technically a home race for him, I guess. Um, but I do have concerns that he that, that he can actually pass people. I don't know if I'm alone in that. He also didn't have a very good Coda race, though. I will say there were some extenuating circumstances on that one. See, I'm a little... I'm trying to figure out how I want to approach Sonoma and what strategies I want to deploy. Like, I, I I, understand for road courses, you know, we, we know who the road ringers are, who the guys that should be good on this course. But at the same time, like, we only have one road course to look at with this new car. So I have right. really no idea... If I'm, I know I'm still going to target the road course ringers, but at the same time, like I'll probably need to see how everybody looks in practice, um, because like we're still dealing with a brand new car at a small sample size for road courses. I would agree. I would agree. This one in Sonoma is known as a more technical road course. Coda is very technical as well, though Sonoma's yeah. not nearly as fast as Coda. Because Coda's got that like eight mile long stretch where you can get <laughs> get way up there on the speedometer, um, but yeah, I mean I'm with you. There was again extenuating circumstances with the way pits pit stops shook out there at Coda that trapped some guys in the back that should not have been in the back. But I will say, once those guys went to the back, they couldn't pass people, mm-hmm. which was again concerning. So. Are we going to have to sit there and perfectly read the lay of the race? Maybe. Maybe we'll see. But uh, right now, I'm kind of off of Kyle Larson. Ed, what's your approach this week? I'm kind of, well, first of all, everyone knows here on this podcast that I'm a GPP only player. And I feel that Chase Elliott would probably be the highest owner of the highest of the higher value guys. <laughs> So I'm going, Larson is the guy that I'm going to probably put in more lineups than Chase Elliott, uh, just because history here and everything. I understand the passing thing, yes, and he hasn't really looked good for the last, what, four or five races either, no matter what it is. So uh, I'm on a lot to say from a GPP standpoint, saying he could possibly be the one to, to win lower than Chase Elliott, which we'll probably talk about, obviously. And um, I'm kind of on him just for the fact that he's a, a ringer he races almost every day geez and um i, I like him are we buying uh, into chase elliott this week only because like, i know he was runner up a year ago and i apologize for cutting you off matt but like hasn't won here i mean he's only run five races but this is a track that you know he's got three top tens in five races but in the other two races he finished outside the top 20 yeah i mean i know he's looked upon as the road course guy but the but truex beat him twice here when they were both going head to head for the road course guy. And then he got beat by his teammate in Larson last year. Though I will say circling back to Larson. And I know some of this spans the Ganassi equipment, but it's worth mentioning that in the last six races at Sonoma, Kyle Larson started fourth, fifth, first, 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 first. He has finished 15th, 12th, 26th, 14th, 10th, and first. So, the screams GPP, man. Like, <laughs> and keep in mind how hot Larson was last summer when they came here, and there was like literally nothing could go wrong for this team, and that's not the case this right. year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I still consider Chase to be more consistent here than Larson. Um, and the casual fan will probably play more Chase than Larson, given that he's known as the guy that wins all the road courses. Um, and until earlier this year, Chase hadn't won a race aside like from road courses in like a year and a half. Um, but I will say 
the the guy that I'm kind of leaning towards out of the Hendrick Garage is actually Alex Bowman. Yeah, he's very cheap. Bowman is unnecessarily cheap for a guy <laughs> that is arguably the most consistently solid finisher at road courses in the Hendrick Garage over the last handful of road courses. And yes, I know, Chase has won a lot. But if he's not winning, he's also like back there, right? Um, so I don't know, man. Bo- Bowman just keeps pumping out good finishes. So changed my lineup right now. Hold on. So I mean, he was, and, <laughs> and the cost savings is hard to ignore. And he hasn't been terrible at road courses. Um, a couple top tens at Sonoma. But, I mean, like, he's definitely cheap enough where even if he qualifies well, you'd really just hope he holds the position. He also finished second at Coda, by the way. Yeah. You know, he was in contention for the 35th win. 35th finished second, so he held the spot. And $7,900 is – is that the cheapest he's been all year? Uh, yeah. By a margin. Yeah. Yes. Well, he was 80 well, – it was seventy one hundred for the duels for the second duel if we're counting that. But if we're only counting actual races, he was eighty one hundred at Vegas. At Vegas, he yeah. won. Right, started thirteenth, <laughs> finished. Now he backed into that one, right? According to Kyle Busch, but doesn't really matter. So yeah, this is the cheapest that Bowman has been all year, and it's coming off of a couple of top tens at Sonoma and a runner up at Coda. Uh, while we're at it, since we've already touched on three hundred drivers, what's the approach with Byron this week? Not a terrible road course driver. Like he usually gets some love. Yeah, he like he's the problem is, he mo- the he problem is, is like in this series, it's like you know, it's like everyone flocks to like Chase and Truax, and you know, when Almondinger races in the Cup races, like he won a Cup race last year on a road course. Like you have these obvious road course ringers, so it's like, sure, Byron may not have a win on this style of track. He but... hasn't finished better than nineteenth at Sonoma for what it's worth. Well, all right, screw me then. I mean, right, but <laughs> the last couple had carousels, and they were the different. So, like, he did move up well at Coda. I think he's a fine GPP guy. But if I'm ranking out of consistency, it's got to be – I'll put Bowman ahead of Chase simply for the cost savings. And then I'll go Chase, and then I'll go Larson, and then I'll go Byron probably. All right, let's pivot to JGR. Obviously, Truex is the guy. Do we need to talk about Truex in depth? He's won we, here three times. We should because the Canadian wizard is back <laughs> on his side this week. Um, oh, Cole Pernicus? Yes, Copernicus. Uh, his lead engineer has a wedding this weekend, apparently, and can't make the trip to Sonoma. So they called in the backup engineer, who apparently turns out to be Cole Pern, who used to be his crew chief when Truex was dominating everything. Uh, so let's get this straight. We got Truex on a road course where he's usually very good. He's got Cole Pern back on his side. He's coming off of a very good running at gateway which people including himself said the shifting reminded him of a road course yeah i'm i'm all over truex this week i second that one too as well um i'm not saying that he's not a great play because he is uh are we concerned about the fact that there are these rumors that are starting to gain some traction that he's a bit checked out probably he's non-committed on his plans for 2023 and it sounds Has like that stopped cool. us from playing Amarola. Uh, who well, announced before the season that he's retiring hang on i haven't played that much Almarola, so i mean these are have you played more truex different. than Almarola? like i play Almarola with the ex- expectation that on a short flat track he can get a top 10 when i play truex i'm expecting you know, he's in JGR equipment. I'm expecting him to win or dominate a race. Hasn't quite done that. I mean, he's got a couple top fives, but, you know. I mean, he led no 42 wins. laps last week. Sure, last week, yes. But, like, we're talking about for the Coke 600, was a solid contrarian play, at, you know, even when he started 14th and he only moved up two spots. I mean, I'm looking at plenty of other races where it's like we thought Truex would show up and he just okay. wasn't there. I mean, that's fair. He did move up 10 spots at Coda. After nearly killing Cole Custer last year at Coda. Um, 
I mean, yeah. Look, if Cole Pern wasn't there, would I be this high on MTJ? Probably not. But Cole Pern setting up your car at a track you've won at three times with Cole Pern on the pit box. I like the narrative. All right. Who is your next favorite uh, JGR play? Is it probably Christopher Bell at the price tag? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you're getting him at a discount. He's a pretty good road racer. I think we've seen that. Um, Guy has a sneaky amount of top tens going right now. Five straight. Like, yeah. And Three then, of his finishes were top five. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm I'm fine with it. He finished third at Coda. He and won Daytona last year. Not that 500, but the road right, course. Right, the DRC, yeah. So I'm fine with it with the discount you're getting. And he seems to be the only JGR guy that doesn't have drama around him at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fine with it because there's rumors going that, that Kyle Busch has some tech company that's signing up for one year. Uh, I'm going to guess it's Yahoo. Yahoo. Well, they're sponsoring, fact, they're sponsoring they're, him for the truck race, right? Right. They're sponsoring KBM for the truck race um, this year, and I'm still bitter that they won't set up NASCAR DFS. Uh, but that's <laughs> Maybe this will force them to. Maybe. Yeah. Rouse and I have been talking about pushing, forcing their... <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I go into the support group every week, and I'm like, hey, guys, you guys see NASCAR DFS. And, like, on. is Denny more interested in winning or paying back everybody he's got a vendetta against, which seems to be the entire garage? Like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably more on Seabell than than Kyle Busch, maybe. And Denny. the thing about the thing about Seabell too is he's priced a hundred dollars more than the Dinger, who I think is going to be really high owned this yep. week. Yep. So if you're looking at GPP again, you play also, Bell Briscoe over is, Dinger. Briscoe's in the neighborhood too, which is intriguing. Yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, on DK, like that too. Uh, Ed, would you like to dedicate some time to your boy? Uh, yeah, he's already in my lineup. Uh, <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> hey, he's won me some money this year. He hasn't okay. won a race, but he's been really. Hey, man, with the amount year. of times you play him, I would hope he wins you money. Otherwise, <laughs> although he hasn't won me any money in the bet in the in the the gambling this year, because the one time I didn't bet was the All Star race. Well, I am. I, mean, I have. Yeah. Every, every other works. week, I put at least five dollars on him just to win it plus eight, plus twelve, whatever it is. And uh, so far, what is, what is he right good. now? Uh, he has to be a plus fourteen hundred, probably twelve hundred. Let's check the uh, DK. Sports. It's going to be Larson Elliott, and then. Uh, well, you have that backwards, actually. Elliott Larson. Elliott, Elliott Larson. is eleven to two, so plus five fifty. Larson five, is thirteen to two, so plus six fifty. Larson. Truex is nine to one. Uh, Kyle Busch ten to one. Chastain twelve to one. Dinger twelve to one. Blaney fourteen to one. Along with Hamlin, hey, hey, hey. Rick, Seabell, Briscoe are all fourteen. Okay, if if you're playing Hamlin in this race, no. um, <laughs> if, if you're gonna put, put Hamlin or bet on him in this race, you're high. That's all I'm gonna say. This also, is, not... is it impressive that Cindric, who has <laughs> never raced at this track? in the top three series in NASCAR is 14 to one. I mean, he's, he's a good road course. Driver. He's a good he road is. course driver. Yeah. He is. But the fact that he's never raced at this track, at hey. this track tells you they have a lot, a lot of confidence in that guy's skills. He, he's he been impressive. He's uh how many rookies won their first race of the season? In the cup series. Not very many. Did Trevor Bain do it? Was Daytona Bain's debut? I think so. I think so. That's probably the most recent. Guy and he he and he looked good last week as well. Like he's actually been driving pretty well lately. And I actually like I like Cindric a lot in this race. Not saying he's going to win. Like I want to bet on him to win, but as like a DraftKings play. At his yeah. By the way, eighty-four. If you want to bet a long shot on DK right now, Michael McDowell's at a hundred to one to win. Ooh, hey, he looked good last week too, man. He's McDowell. got like four straight top tens. Did you guys see that stat where Blaney led twelve laps, Logano led twenty-two, and Michael McDowell led thirty-four? Yeah, 
all their numbers. That is, that, I was like, wow, that's, oh, that's insane. Uh, that's how many times not. would that happen? Like ever? Not, it can't be very often. It, 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 it can't be. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, not to sidetrack on McDowell, but like the dude taught people how to open wheel race. Like the guy's history is in open wheel racing, like road course racing. Moved up 14 spots at Coda because he had a horrible qualifying session. Um, oh, Chastain was one lap away from leading his car number. Right? <laughs> <And> they, uh, wh- <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how funny is that? <laughs> all right. Uh, do we need to touch on Dinger at all? Like 8,800? He's going to be high. College showing up with like rocket ships every week. Yeah, and the dude just won a race driving off the course six times in <laughs> rainy conditions in a track he hadn't raced on in sixteen years. I th- I think we <laughs> I th- I think we know the dingers always in play. The price tag is atrociously low. Um, he had a very good coda. Well, actually, he didn't. I don't think. I think he dropped from twentieth to thirty third at Coda. If I'm well, he was in contention at the end, and then yeah. Oh, had, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, it was it was him, Chastain, and Bowman, and right. Chastain, Chastain essentially ran off the track. track. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so maybe there's payback coming there too. So I mean, he was there to win. It's just the the negative three DraftKing point performance doesn't justify exactly True. where he was in the last lap. True, I forgot about the uh, that Chastain used him as a brake check. Um. So yeah, he has Dingers, to learn though. He has to learn his mistakes. He has to not do it anymore. That's what he said. I mean, Chase Briscoe's been making the same move every race now at the end of it, and he still hasn't learned that you can't go full send and hope the other guy's gonna move out of your way. Like, you mean you can't go straight through through the grass and miss a turn? You can't no. do that? No. Not, not recommended. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of Briscoe, though, he's intriguing at 8700 bucks. I like him. I mean, if we're looking at guys in that price range that are around the dinger but will be less owned, Briscoe fits that bill. Or Bell. 100 more, I'm saying. Or oh, Bell. Like yeah, I'd probably land more on Bell. Or would you avo- are you avoiding Redick at this point? Um, At a road course? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. There's no high bank. He did get a top five at Coda. That was an adventurous he, top five, though. It, it, that was, yeah, that was kind of like one of those. <laughs> I think he took out part of a sign at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was, that guy drove more miles on that track than anybody else. Oh, by far. By he far. He was all over the place. Um, that was a once-in-a-lifetime adventure right there. That's not going <laughs> to happen again. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta say, someone who I don't, who I actually do really like this week, who has had a lot of speed the last couple of weeks, is probably Kurt Busch at eighty two hundred. Oh. I know he does. He doesn't jump off the page as a true road course guy, but uh, last year at Indy, he started twentieth, finished sixth. Um, okay. I, I cannot wait for Indy's road course. Uh, was top. He finished fourth at Road America last year. What do you, what I do take the finish at Road America way more seriously than the finish at Indy. What was the issue with Indy last year? Uh, the the oh, curbing, that's right. We talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the curbing, curbing flew off and blew up half the field. <laughs> like literally blew up a guy's car in the middle. But of good the on him for avoiding it. <laughs> okay, I mean, you can look at it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's always my argument for playing McDowell at, at plate races is he avoids the issue. So <laughs> I can't, I can't talk back on that argument. <laughs> but I mean, all right, look at his last four. Almost, good lord. Uh, in 2021, 13th at Watkins Glen. 2019, 10th, and then going year by year. Before that, 9th, 6th, 11th, 5th, 3rd, 9th. I mean, like he's not. He's not Truex, he's not Elliott, he's not even Dinger, but he's only 8,200, and he can get a solid finish, and the car's been fast the last couple weeks. The Toyotas have a ton of speed. Yeah. My issue is that he's not getting the finishes you would expect from a car that fast. Like, if we go back to the Goodyear 400, we take out the All-Star race. 28th, 1st, 31st, 3rd. 
So, like, he started in the top 11 in all of those races. Yeah, but he's got a win and a third. And a 31st and a 28th. <clears throat> but the 30th and a 13th and a 20th field. That smells GPP, Dan. But also, like, <laughs> if, if we're going to talk about chaos, like, we can't not talk, mention, like, the Coke 600 had 90 laps under caution. Right, but he wasn't on there for most of them because he finished 31st. Didn't he wreck earlier on, though, and had to... I'm sure he did. There was only one one car in the field that didn't wreck. It was Ty Dillon. How'd he do? Okay. 13th. 13th. Good for him. (laughs) Um, You're right. The Toyotas have shown speed. My problem is that Kurt Busch is not getting the results you would expect that speed to have, whether it be an issue on his part, caught up in something else, or or what? So, can you sprinkle him in GPPs? Yeah, okay, 8,200 and a guy that doesn't jump off the page? Fine, but I still think there's growing pains in 23XI. So. He, he will be in the winner of the 100,000 on I I guarantee it. I just had that feeling. Now, Kurt, if you're Kurt asking Burst me if I'm that lineup, that guy from 23XI or the other guy, I'm definitely no, he's playing. Not Kurt. playing the other guy. Bubba Hayes. Uh, can, can we just say Bubba Wallace? Do we have to say the other guy? Jeez, come on now. <laughs> uh. I don't like what you're insinuating. Like we, <laughs> we we defended Bubba plenty of times in this podcast. Yeah, I didn't mean, I'm just the saying, other guy. Like, wait. When I don't even like to mention when we get the road courses, we just don't play bad. above it. All right. Yeah, no, I understand why. <laughs> he's like the opposite of he's like Zoolander, man. He doesn't turn he doesn't turn right. Yeah, I'm looking at his like driver average finishes. Uh your computer hasn't exploded yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh I guess he did he benefited from the uh the curb exploding at Indy Road Course because he started 27th and finished 13th. Uh, let's see. The Roval, he's got an average finish. Uh, oh, my God. All right. In four races at the old Roval, he's finished outside the top 23 times. His best finish was last year when he finished 14th. Is that when he got splashed by the – or did he splash Alex Bowman with the water after that one? Uh, I don't think that was last year. I think that two was, years ago? was probably two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, Road America last year, he was 24th at Coda. Dear Lord, has he even finished at Coda? He has not finished a race at Coda. Okay. Speaking of Coda, though, another one guy. One of the races was, for, was in a monsoon. For for liking Eric Jones. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he finished ninth at Coda. What do you want me to do? No, like, I don't hate it. Um, and he finished, he should have had a top five last week. It's like, like he's either going to finish top 10 and, like, be in the optimal or he's going backwards and finishing outside of the top 20. So, yeah, like, if he's he's perfectly fine GPP play. I don't hate the call. Yeah, yeah. and it's $700 cheaper than Kurt. Kurt's going to be fine, my friend. I'm, I'm, right now I feel more <laughs> confident in playing Eric Jones than Kurt Boy. Uh, I do not agree. I'll do a bet right now with you that <laughs> Kurt Jones finishes higher than Eric Jones. In Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Jones. <laughs> Kurt Jones. Kurt Jones. No, Kurt will finish higher than Eric Jones in this. Is race. that a matchup on DK? Uh, let's, see, let's see if there's it, a matchup. It could on be. DK. If it is, we, we'll bet it. We'll see. I don't know. That. Ooh, they have. Oh, that's a spicy line. They have Denny and Ross as a matchup. Of course, probably <laughs> number one. Denny has positive odds, though. I don't know about like I, get I, plus I'm, money on Denny. I'm staying away from both of those guys in this race. I'm not even touching them. Uh, Almondinger and Cindric is a matchup. Let's go. Elliot and Chastain is a matchup. Elliot all day. Hamlin Chastain is a matchup, and C Bell against Briscoe is a matchup. Oh, that's a good one too. I like C Bell better than Briscoe. The only ones you're getting positive money on are Chastain against Elliot and Hamlin against Chastain. Well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chastain is uh, six to five to finish better than Elliot, who's five to seven. That's a weird matchup. Okay. And Hamlin is twenty-one to twenty over Chastain's four to five. They got to make their money, I guess. I guess, but everybody else is a negative. 
Yeah, that's, that's literally like who gets 17th, who gets 20th matchup right there. Like that is. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's a group. Well, Kurt is in a group, but Eric Jones is in a different. How, how about we do a, a, a friendly podcast bet? No DraftKings, no nothing. Okay. I will bet you that Kurt Busch will finish higher than Eric Jones in this race. I'm taking the other one. Taking the you're, other side. You're taking Eric Jones, obviously. Yeah, right? I'll take Jones is going to finish better than. Okay, perfect. Now what are we betting? Well, now that's the that's the crux of the situation, huh? <laughs> Hundred dollars. <laughs> Venmo. Come on, uh, Mister Mister. I just won a Logano last week. You could afford it. <laughs> Let's go. I didn't say I won it. I said I called it. I didn't say I bet. I can't bet in Nebraska. You could Venmo me a hundred dollars after I win from Nebraska. That's for sure. <laughs> Fair. Dill. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks and a six pack of beer. If you win, I will give you a six pack of beer as well on my hand. Ship it to me. How's that gonna work? I don't know. It's, I'm in California. I can ship beer to you. I, I mean, guess. Coop figured yeah. out a way to ship me a twelve pack of. New England beer actually, actually, cheese. with a, an app called Drizzly, who should sponsor this podcast, by the way, because we're talking about you. I can actually have beer sent to your house from where you live. So, uh, we'll that's figure true. It out. Forgot they did that stuff now. Hundred dollar bet between me, Edward Rouse, and Mister Matt Sells over here that Kurt Busch finishes before Eric Jones. If Eric Jones finishes before Kurt Busch, now he wins. Is there a cap on this? What's a cap? If if they, if they crash, both they crash. work out, but one of them gets credited as finishing, being slightly further down the track at the same time. If they both wreck, it's a it's a push. If one of them wrecks and the other one does not, that person wins. Fair. Fair. All right, deal. We're we're, we're you can't see us right now, but we can see each other. We are handshaking <laughs> right now. A hundred dollars on the line. Kurt yep. Busch is going to finish over Eric Jones. All right. We're di- we're back to DFS. We are diving <laughs> further down the player pool. Uh, Matt, it gets, at this point, it gets a little bit difficult to, I guess, find the, the good value plays. It's going to come down to where a lot of people qualify. Yeah. Is there anyone that kind of sticks out to you? Daniel Suarez is iffy for me, but I do – I don't hate taking a shot on a guy like Justin Haley who – ah. I don't know. He got off to a bit of an odd start to the season, had plenty of top 20s, but now it's like, you know, he's getting, I feel a little bit better about him finishing the top 15 a little more consistently. Uh, he was fifth at Coda, started ninth, but he does, he has, he was a very good road rate, road course racer in the Xfinity series. Uh, plenty of top fives, almost won that exciting inaugural uh Indy course race uh, back in 2020 when Xfinity ran it ran it for the first time. Yeah, that but was an insane finish to that. Pretty pretty decent road racer, and he's only 6,300. Like if we're talking about cheap finishing plays, I have faith that he can be a guy that can pay off with five or six x value uh, with a top 15 finish, depending on where he starts. I will definitely take him over Keselowski. <clears throat> I mean, I would take anybody over Keselowski this week. What? Oh, but two weeks ago, y'all were on the. On it was the a case. different. It was a different race. Thirty fifth, and finished thirty third. Finished thirty. PD baby, PD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean technically yes, but <laughs> um. Can't wait until he wins Dega. Would we don't play him? You're right. Gonna suck. <laughs> it's gonna absolutely suck. It's gonna suck. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with Haley. Look, he's he's around guys like Stenhouse and Kislowski and Bubba, who we've already told you we're not playing. Um Busher, I guess if he's back, I don't know. Are we taking him the first week back from COVID, or are we assuming that he's gonna be pretty tired out and this is not the easiest? track to make it if you're fatigued and do we know do we know how bad he had it like were his symptoms mild i don't i mean if he was like you know bedridden for a while i might be a little bit concerned but if he just tested positive and had mild symptoms i don't think i'm going to be that concerned um i'm probably still going to get exposure because 6100 is is a very nice price tag because you know that's another guy cheaper than Haley that has 
top 15 upside, probably more top 10 upside than Haley. That car is clearly good. I mean, yeah. Zane Smith kept it clean and drove it. I mean, I know. Good for Zane. I was not expecting that from him. Dude, I should have played him, man. I, I thought about it and I regret not. Honest, I took him at his own word that he, he didn't like how hard it was to drive, you know, the Cup Series car, especially, you know, coming over from the truck series and having to step in. So it's like I read into that probably more than I should have. But you know, good for him for get, grabbing a top 20 in his debut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bush was an OK road course racer. Um, but at this price tag, all you're looking for is a decent finish. Um, Scott Hecker is a road course ringer, but I'm not all that interested in him. He didn't exactly have a great showing the last time he showed up at road course. Todd Gilliland, though. That's my boy right there. Why does That's this my... guy keep getting crapped on by DK? Uh, like, look at his, look at his, look at his whole year. Like, look at everything. It's, I mean, technically he, the price went. Five times, every time, five times value. It is yeah. crazy. He technically went up in price, I guess. 200 bucks for pulling off a 22nd place finish. Dude. But he's the third cheapest dude. He's he's and, priced at a punt when he should not be. Like, if you can get 20 points out of him dude. at this price tag, you'll which, take it. Which is extremely possible. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. He <laughs> grabbed 20 last week, but he's he has 40-point upside. We've seen it plenty of times. Yeah, he, he did has, it at Coda. He yeah. hasn't been less than 20 since 409. So, uh, yeah, what, so April 9th. Um, and did not uh, the best truck that. equipment last year. He won Coda. And right. before, yeah, he's, dude, he is by far. Well, I Martinsville, otherwise it would have been a pretty decent race for him. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't understand why he's getting crapped on, but Todd Gilliland. Uh, he's a must play. In a, a dude gets 5x value all the time. And I know we don't yeah. necessarily talk about, like, value at a road course because there's. Yeah such few laps and all you're looking for is solid finishes but guy put up a 40 burger at coda and finished inside the top 20 so don't see why he can't do it again um that's probably that's probably it on the cheap end of stuff really as opposed to what about ty dillon not as yeah i mean i like him too i mean he He's a plug-and-play dude, like, almost every week because he just gets the most out of his equipment. And, look, if you're going to like Eric Jones, which clearly I do, um, got to like Ty Dillon. They're in the same damn equipment. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, do I think he's got the upside Eric Jones does? No. But do I think he can move up several spots and finish pretty solidly? Yeah, I think that's fine. All right. right. One, put up one guy I got. Go I got it. one guy too. At sixty nine hundred. Oh Jesus. Austin <laughs> Dillon. What do we think? Is it only nice. because he's sixty nine? Oh, actually, you know, he's on a or pretty, not. pretty good run. And he always just comes out of nowhere and just surprises you. Last yeah. week was a good race for him. He got a grab a top fifteen, but he was also starting pretty far back. But we've seen him finish. Some finished second at Talladega, the third at Martinsville, plenty of top tens this year. He's having a good run. How was yeah. Coda for him? Let me see. Uh, it's going to depend. Yeah, he had a good run at Coda. It's going to depend a lot on where <clears throat> he qualifies because at Sonoma, in the last six Sonoma races, he's finished between 13th and 24th. So that's solid. But yeah. if he's starting like 13th and he's going to finish 13th, not really, not really yeah. anything there to write home about, right? But if he's starting outside the top 20 and he's going to finish inside the top, I don't know, 14, then we're fine. So Low he's out. not as plug and play as his brother is at this point, but he's also still pretty solid. All right. Nice. Any final thoughts? God, I hope Eric Jones doesn't suck. Yeah, that's going to be a, a nice little... Imagine if they start fun. on the same row. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fun on Twitter. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, be a good, it'll be a good time. Hopefully my wife doesn't hate me by the time we're on another podcast. <laughs> but I, I got to... We, we do get paid in the middle of next week, so, you know. Hey, it's payday. <laughs> um, I do have... Uh, every time I do this, I do a lineup. 
So I'm just going to put it out real quick. My lineup for everybody before we go after what we talked about is I'm this. Assume it has Blaney and Kurt Busch. <laughs> no Kurt Busch, actually. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman. You guys talked me into it. Austin Dillon at 6,900. Dan? Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Gillian and rounding it out is Martin Truex Jr., the bearded Bassmaster. Oh, that is my bad. lineup. Yeah. This, this, that's not bad. I'm going to screenshot that one. And I, the... I, I did it last something. week, and every time I'm on the podcast, I make a lineup. And by the way, the, the lineup I did last time I was on here won double the amount of money on the GPP. <laughs> you doubled up. There you go. I doubled up. Yeah. <laughs> on a GPP. That's impressive. So there you go. All, All right. right. With Keslowski. Why is Bowman only, <laughs> why is Bowman only $7,900? Stupid. He's on my lineup. Yeah. Oh, gee. I can fit. Okay. Gilliland, Truex, Seabell, Bowman, Eric Jones, and I can fit anybody else that's left. Yep. So I put Larson. You could put. I could put. Chase I could put Larson. Yeah. Literally, I have ten six left, so I can fit anybody that's left. Yeah. I went Larson. You probably go Elliot. Either way, will work. I'm real. Am I tempted to play Ross Chastain and hope to God he avoids everybody else on the track? Uh, it, it would be a smart play because they'll probably be really, really low owned this week. I don't think he's getting paid back this week. But he'll be alone because everyone's going to be in sweat. I think what happens is Denny makes the playoffs. We're supposed to right? end this podcast. And Dan's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? So no, I think Denny I'm makes the playoffs. <laughs> and then gets knocked out in like round one. And then he doesn't give a sh- Yeah. And Chastain's still there. And then he ruins Chastain's championship hopes in the second round. Literally, that's Denny Hamlin's whole year. Unless he makes it to the end, then he somehow find a way to win in the last lap or so. That's, and that's when Byron's going to pay back Logano too. When oh Logano's yeah, of, there you go. Is when Log- when when Logano's got championship hopes, Byron's going to pull a Ken- going to uh, pull a Kenseth and drive him into the wall at Martinsville. And that's when Blaney drives right through him and gets first place. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've <laughs> derailed <you> enough. <laughs> yeah. Got a fun wager. Broke down almost the entire field, but. Uh, Matt, unless you have anything left, I will just say best of luck to you gentlemen with your bet. I do think Ed gets the win here, and best of luck to the FA Nation. Best of luck, FA Nation, and best of luck to my wallet.